Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Goodbye, Halloween. Hello, Mariah Carey. Hey, man, I got two bags of past price candy corn today. Oh, oh I should have got three musketeers. Should've. I could have probably gotten more, but honestly, I probably should have gotten more. I might candy have corn. to go they, back. They have to pay me to take it. No, I love it. <laughs> and uh, this week we are all aboard the Griffin Rock Express. Choo-choo. Choo-choo, according to Huxley Prescott. Yes. So this first aired July 19th, 2014, uh, written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Greg Johnson, uh, also known for writing some episodes of Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, he wrote, uh, just a couple episodes ago, Chief Woodrow. Ooh. The one where we put Mark Hamill in charge. Yes. As we should, on a regular basis. And we open at night in Griffin Rock. The city screams. <laughs> I like and that also, we get an establishing shot with the bell. Yes. And yeah, it is a it is a, it is a quiet night, except for somebody in a motorcycle helmet zipping around the streets on a Tron cycle. Yeah, it's a very unreasonably fancy motorcycle, even yeah, by Griffin Rock standards. It is, it is sort of Tron cycle-like, but it also has three wheels, so it's bizarre. It's a big trike. tricycle. Well, it I also mean, turns it. Oh. That is like a big conversion kit, like cruiser thing. But Ooh. those people are cowards and do not deserve <laughs> to consider themselves true cyclists. But uh, it, uh, it later in the episode they refer to it as the Turbo Cycle, which is what uh, Action Master Prowl came with. Oh, hey, that's oh. right. And I think uh, we saw a a prototype version of this earlier, as it was that uh, that scooter that kind of converted to a jet ski. Oh, that thing. Huh, that yeah. That's also called the Turbo Cycle. So oh. I guess this is like the, uh, the, the cooler version of it. The cooler, solidly land-based version of it. Yes. I mean, I guess it well, could also maybe need to be a jet ski. Mm-hmm. Like Heat Wave. Yes. Occasionally a boat. So something- When they remember to need it. Something's going on beneath the city of Griffin Rock, and that is that the rescue bots are working on building a big tunnel. Why? In the middle of the night, it really seems kind of late for this. I mean, admittedly, they will then proceed to complain about that. Yeah, as we find out, they're on deadline. Yeah. And the mayor doesn't think they need to sleep because they're just construction equipment. Yeah, so they're forced to work on the chain gang. Yes. It's messed up, man. It's messed up. So yeah, Graham's watching, uh, you know, he's made, they're, remo- they're moving boulders, uh, via dump truck, and because this is Griffin Rock, one of those boulders comes loose and is pretty close to Indiana Jonesing poor Graham here. Well, they gotta start the episode somehow. Yes, but luckily, uh, this, our mysterious hero, uh, has Kitty Pride powers. <laughs> yes. I do appreciate that uh, the hero is drawn in such a way that uh, to remain of indeterminate gender. Yes, this will turn out to be important. Although, notably, whoever they are, they're much shorter than Graham. 
Yes. Yeah, they, they are a child. And this yes. show doesn't have that many children. There's three recurring children. And one three? has only been in like two episodes so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And also not really inclined towards heroism. No. So it, 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 <laughs> it narrows the field down of possibilities real quick. And of course, this, uh, the costume this figure is wearing is quite similar to uh, that that Cody wore uh, many episodes ago uh, when he was Rescue Boy. Yes. And of course, they initially mistake it, mistake this person for Cody. But no, Cody was back at the base. Yes. So, so yeah, he uh, he phases through this, and the the hero speeds off, and everybody's like, "What happened?" So they head back to the fire station, and uh, you know, Cody gets there, and they, they all quickly interrogate him. Hmm. You know about how irresponsible he's being, and how you know we told you to stop being rescue boy, and he just yeah, has no just idea what they're talking about. Assuming guilt here, hmm. and he yeah, he clearly has no idea what they're talking about to the point where Boulder is just like, "You, it wasn't you, was it?" Which yeah. it's nice that they actually realize that mm-hmm. pretty quick. But you have to admit, with the, with the track record in this show, it's like, yeah, it was Cody. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got a history now. Hmm. Yes. Only well, it was not him. So, yeah, so he is going to get to the bottom of this. But but meanwhile, everybody is busy building the tunnel for the Griffin Rock Express. And we cut now to intrepid newsman Huxley Prescott. And they're also doing Yay! it for free. Which is yes. very important to the mayor. Yes. Also, at, as as they're chiding Cody about the the dangers of trying to go out and be rescue boy, and especially as this rescue person seems to have some exciting new technology, Blades goes, "Tech is dangerous, at least in this town." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's true though. Oh, he's get, he's growing genre savvy. <laughs> it's true. This town is endlessly terrifying. So, uh, so yeah, the, this is the, the titular Griffin Rock Express. They started building this tunnel 50 years ago, but then people on the island, uh, because they're American, decided they didn't want to pay for a bunch of trains. And they stopped. <laughs> yeah. Stopped 200 feet before they got to the island. Yes. Because Griffin Rock didn't want to pay for it, but apparently the rest of Maine wanted to pay for most of it and just didn't clear it with Griffin Rock until they were that close. What? The logistics of this don't make sense, and yet do because America. Yes. So they didn't want a commuter train because, I mean, I guess I can understand that. You just want to be your little island off the coast. And also, I feel like running a train out that far has to be a pretty significant... Like, that's a huge project. That's like a yeah, that's, channel kind of project. Yes. It's, it's the Griffin Channel. It's a massive investment for the entire state of Maine. For this little island that doesn't even necessarily want it. 
<laughs> Admittedly, it, it is an island filled with government research projects. <laughs> and but still. That's true. I had a little money in the budget that year we did. Yeah. It'd actually kind of make more sense if it was the other way around, where Griffin Rock started digging a giant tunnel underground with a new piece of technology that went haywire. <laughs> and then Maine was like, no, we're not paying for the rest of that. You guys can stay over there on your crazy island. Hmm. Can't go back in that tunnel full of uh, the uh, the mo- they say the mole machine still lives down there. <laughs> like that, yes. But and, and of course, it is not just a train; it is a hover train uh, designed by Doc Green. So you would think maybe that that it would be like a maglev train, which is the actual hover train technology that exists. Yes. But no, it's it's a hover train. Oh, it's oh. it's not using magnets. How do they work? It's I feel like Shoot. if it's already a train, like there's already perfectly good technology for this that pe- we just haven't bothered to invest in as Americans because trains are communist. And I just feel like it it I mean admittedly as we will learn later in the episode, the episode would not happen if it were a maglev train that did not continue to levitate off its rails. Yeah, but it, it goes off the rails because it, it goes off the rails. This because episode danger is <laughs> necessary. And it keeps going, um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not a maglev train. So if you're thinking a hover train, oh, that's a maglev train. It's not. It's like a hover bike or a hover car, except it's the entire train. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> so yeah, they. Uh, so meanwhile, Cody is still on the hero hunt using the uh, using the Panopticon esque surveillance system to try and track them down. But instead, he gets a uh, a call from uh, from Deputy Barney, who we've seen previously. Golly, Andy, <laughs> there's trouble down here. Who, who is indeed just Don Knotts. We're talking. Love him. I, Completely forgot he existed in this show. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. He's the town's second co- second cop. Yes. Yeah. He's the town's- Which is weird that we see him so rarely. He's the town's other police. Well, I mean, there's only two criminals. So yeah, you, you only think, like, really need the one. Do you think we'd like have an episode where, like, oh, he's stationed out in the middle of nowhere, so we, no. that's why we never see him. But we have, like, an episode focused on... His bored life outside no, of town. They just don't need him. No, it's it's like that one episode of uh, Justice League Unlimited where it's just about Booster Gold's adventures, where the rest of the team is having like an exciting adventure. Yeah, something yes. like that. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, of course, it's possible this is the maximum amount they can use him without being sued by the estate of Don Knotts. <laughs> Especially since they're calling him Barney. That's yeah, that's a bit uh, much. It's like, oh, keep go. it low-key and no one will notice. At least call him Harvey. Something that sounds like Barney, but <laughs> nope. isn't Barney. Nope. He's Barney. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's calling because they uh, they found uh, resident criminal druids, Evan and Miles, uh, <laughs> attempting to... First, they were attempting to rob the bank, and then somebody just phased them into the vault and left them there to die. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, presumably, 
rescue person assumed that they would, you know, be found when the bank opened the next day. Or they left a note. I'm not, I'm not going to kill you, but that doesn't mean I have to save you. Mm. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we, we now cut to, uh, so yeah, we now cut to the team. They're finishing up the tunnel. And, uh, you know, nobody is too enthused about this because, you know, well, for starters, this is America. We don't want a train. No. And also, we don't want a uh, bunch of tourists, uh, you know, trampling all over our, uh, you know, quaint and incredibly dangerous community. <laughs> yeah, that no, and would like, result in more people to have to save. There was, was it, was it Bulkhead who said he might like an alt mode that's a train? Yes, um, it was Boulder, yeah. Boulder, but, well, and also, um, I keep saying Bulk. Blades would Blades. like it because he wouldn't have to fly anymore. And he wants no. to go choo-choo, which yes. Huxley uh, Prescott yes. said was the sound they make. And he calls them Huxley. I guess they're on a first-name basis. I guess so. Is this what they call a parasocial relationship? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I he's think just, it's, it's that. He's just so mad about Huxley Prescott hooking up, hooking up with uh, Olivia Munn. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say that uh, that Psylocke dating Spider Ham is exactly the kind of settling <laughs> in heterosexual relationships. That's what. Up <laughs> okay. I my my brain was like going on a different tangent. We'll get back to that track. But Psylocke's dating Spider Ham. We're back to the Olivia. We're, well, we're the, back to I, Olivia. Or maybe Mons. they're not. Oh, I'm the, not really following it. The voice actors, you mean? Yeah, uh, Mulaney. Well. The voice okay. actor and the actual actress. Yes. Okay, that, 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 I forget that Mulaney is Spider-Ham because I really don't know him from anything. <laughs> his comedy specials are very funny. I've seen some of his comedy, which is kind of funny. It, it's just that, that, like, that's the only thing I know him from, so I don't associate him with Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham mm. just exists as his own separate entity. <laughs> Now, now, of course, the chief is very excited about this because he loves trains and he loves tourism. Mm. Yes. And he trains. also... Oh, go ahead. Trains are such a weird thing in Transformers because except for Astro Train and... No, is there anybody else that isn't just a Japanese originally exclusive? Um, no, I'm pretty oh, sure uh, it's just all been... Half of Energon Ultra Magnus? Or uh, uh, Omega Supreme? Omega, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they have but a little bit. that only sort of counts. It's I appreciate just... that Hasbro wouldn't let Takara Tomy do trains, so they went and made their whole, like, a whole subline that was just trains. Like, screw yeah. you guys, we'll make, we'll make just, our own trains. It's this thing that's such a cultural thing in Japan that there's an entire Sentai that's trains. <laughs> because trains are so common over there, whereas in America, everything is is far spread out where you'd think trains would be more convenient, but the infrastructure in America ain't so great. That's that's communism, sir. We don't have that over here. <laughs> I would like but, to uh, commute easier with trains. Yes, but, I do uh, feel like the mayor's excitement for trains is like, you're not in the best place for that. You're, no. you're on an you're island. On an island! Yeah. It's- a small island. It's not, it's not a place for trains. 
There, there is a point it, a, a little later in the episode where he says, "I've been wanting a train ever since I was a boy." Hmm. Like, okay, Marilusky, it's okay. Settle down. Settle down. He's uh, he's definitely a guy who had like a train set. Yes, Prism, a nice one. Didn't everybody have a train set as a kid of some kind? No, not really me. Although technically the train set was my dad's. Yeah, I but feel it was like in my most basement, of us, so. most of us had dads who used us as an excuse to have a train set. <laughs> we didn't do much with it. I just remember that there was a big circle train track and we had some trains on it. Also, anyway, be- Atari. Dads who used us as an excuse to get an Atari. No, I'm old. So, wait, did I have an Atari or just a Commodore 64 thing? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, And because I'm never going to have a chance to reference this again, because I don't know if trains are ever going to come up again. In the train sentai, Tokuger, there is a character named Wagon, who is a robot with a booty. (laughs) Oh. uh, Wagon. Yes, Wag. I I don't know why. <laughs> She's just like the hostess on a train. It's it's odd, but her name's Wagon. She has I, an ass. I anyway. was recently looking at the uh, Takara train line. Was it Shinkansen uh, or Shinkaiser? That sounds about right. And of course, there's that entire combiner who was all trains. Oh, yes. you mean the anime that crossed over? Uh, with that they're Ava? now making like a crazy, super expensive version of. Oh. Yes, I mean the the anime that crossed over with Ava. Um, Ava because- and Godzilla and Hatsune Miku and so many other things. It's ridiculous. I, for- I was I, yeah, wondering I if, the name of that one. if they had any toys that would be appropriate for my nephews who like trains and robots and would definitely be on board if Hasbro were to care to actually release any train transformers over here. They have toys, but I don't know the price or the quality. Yeah, I looked at them and they didn't seem like something you would buy your seven-year-old nephew. No. (laughs) So probably should have cheaper Maybe the ten-year-old nephew. Hmm. Definitely not the one that's Ava Unit 1, though. (laughs) No. Also, that one's bigger. I think. So anyway, the entire family now has to, uh, barring Cody, now has to accompany this train on its maiden voyage. Which they they point out, while it is kind of obnoxious that they have to do all this work and then they're expected to just turn around and immediately go, you know, be part of the ceremony, they mm-hmm. are probably going to need a rescue crew. Or at least yes. it would be good to have a rescue crew. It does yes. seem odd they're taking everyone. You think they'd at least leave one adult in the family behind? No, nope, they're leaving Cody. That's it. And uh, notably, also on this train is, of course, the mayor, uh, the mayor's wife, uh, yes. Huxley Prescott, and Doc Green himself. Yes. And the mayor's assistant guy. Oh, that's right. Yes. The guy that looks like Urkel. Or yes. uh, Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro. Yes. Argyle vest guy. Yes. Uh, apparently that is that, uh, that is Mr. Alper. Oh, that's why I can't remember his name. It Alper just does not roll off the tongue. It make, makes me think of either mountains or dog food. Yeah, Alpo <laughs> is, is where my brain goes. Anyway, so uh, Cody is still, uh, you know, he's uh, 
he's like a supporting character in a superhero show. He's got to find out this hero's identity. Yes. So he, he sees uh, he sees them saving our resident uh, Burt Reynolds looking chronic speeder from crashing into the town <laughs> statue because yeah. he was texting while driving. That's right. <gasps> Distracted driving kills kids. Don't do it unless somebody can phase you through a solid object. And the chances of that actually happening are very low. Very slim. And then he also has to save a small child from being trapped in a dumpster or something. Like a container. Well, like, uh, like a okay, shipping container. You got him out of here, but are you also going to save him from tetanus? Yeah, don't <laughs> play in shipping containers, kids. Yeah. That's like, that's don't not good. Don't play in the junkyard. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good. And so, so Cody, he heads out in the now rebuilt Rolling Thunder, uh, previously destroyed by those tree planting machines. That's right. Oh, yes, in the Tremors episode. So he, uh, he finally tracks rescue person down, and it is indeed the only other child on the island, Frankie Green. Yay! The only other major recurring child on the island. Yes, the uh, recurring child who might have access to terrifying phase technology. Yes. <laughs> well, there's also the, the pinch daughter, but that's less likely? Well, I guess well, stay tuned. It would have been less likely for her to be doing heroic things with it. Yes. Yes. So this is uh, she. Her main uh, weapon here is the phase bit. Yes, which is a little panel that's yes, on her chest. It's mostly meant to repair like pipes that are underground, but she's been using it for Kitty Pride uh, purposes. Shenanigans. Well, yeah. She said it was for. They're going to be installing pipes underground, which. Phasing the pipes underground doesn't do anything about all the dirt that then ends up in yeah, the pipe. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. It's, it's maybe, not, that's not how pipes work. Maybe the pipes then fill with like a laser grid, like in that Resident Evil movie. Ooh, and just burn or, away all the dirt. Or if you install them pre-filled with like something that'll dissolve in water, but then it still has to displace all that dirt. Displacing it. It just doesn't sound feasible. <laughs> Sometimes technology is not feasible. It's okay, I guess. I, know. I mean, for repairing underground pipes, that might make sense. Uh, but the, the rescue bots are not happy. They think she's being very irresponsible. And, you know, she she says, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my dad what I'm doing and then I've totally stolen his thing. <laughs> So meanwhile, basically, all she's she's doing an it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission thing, and uh, yes. she said she wasn't even supposed to know about this phasing thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she needs to. I mean, again, I guess if she asked, she would have been told no. Is somebody's cat purring? Yeah, that's probably Benjamin. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, hey, that's fine. It's 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 very endearing. I didn't even notice that. I just thought either somebody's got some sort of weird mechanical thing going, or there's a cat that's purring. No, he is on my lap, and so he's about, like, six inches from the mic, and he is comfy there. So, yeah, all aboard the Griffin Rock Express, uh, except the Burnses are, of course, all very tired, and also the train's going very slow. It's not going as fast as it was supposed to, and the mayor is very upset about this. Well, yes, because they didn't have time to test it, like everything else on the island. This is where he points out that he's been wanting a train ever since he was a boy. It's not your train, Mayor. 
It's not. You don't own the train. I am surprised he isn't dressed like an oldie timey conductor. I'm a little surprised at that too. He does have a button that fi- that uh, makes a train whistle though. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's not. He doesn't even have the conductor hat. No, I'm. I'm, I'm he's he's got some uh, major uh, Gomez Adam vibes going here. Yeah, whereas he should be looking like George Carlin or Ringo Starr. <laughs> At the very or least, whoever like, replaced both of them. Uh, I think that was Alec Baldwin. Oh, uh, step down. That was that entire show was after my time. So, oh, I watched a ton of that show. The only shows when I was a kid had red lasers and green lasers. The red lasers and blue lasers. I think I turned tuned in a couple times to see George Carlin, but that was it. I was definitely aware of it, but kind of ended up with a uh, weird crush on Dee Dee Khan. Okay. Oops. Don't ask. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, you know, they're not going fast because they haven't properly calibrated the train's anti-gravity boosters. Because of his deadline. Because yes. he wanted it done in a hurry. So they didn't have all the features online. And that's why the auto conductor has informed him that it's going to be 41 minutes until they get to Griffin Rock. Listen, Mayor, fast, cheap, and good. Pick two. Yes. You've selected all three, and that ain't happening. No. It's not how things work. But, so he says, you know, he tells the robo-conductor to go faster anyway, and of course, this causes everything to totally screw up, and now, it is a runaway train. It is never going back. It's the wrong way on a one-way track. (laughs) It really seems like they should be getting somewhere, but somehow, they're neither here nor there. Nor there. Oh, Soul Asylum is firmly in my wheelhouse. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a train installed with an electronic brain or have an artificial life form on there that turns into a gorilla. No, this is what just happens crazy. when you have a rocket engine that you did not test properly and you try yeah. using it anyway. Do not use... Like, I could understand using something that's not been fully tested that's not a super dangerous thing. But no, they are going right for the super dangerous thing. Yeah, in hindsight, they really should not have uh, invited John Voight, Eric Roberts, and Rebecca de Mornay <laughs> to be the uh, the celebrities <laughs> on the, uh, the, the starting of this train. They, they should have known they were in that runaway train movie. This was bound mm-hmm. to happen. And also, you can't invite John Voight anywhere. That guy's crazy. What about well, the Atomic other guy, Train the other starring guy. Rob Lowe and Blue Mankuma? <laughs> oh, at least you got a Blue Mankuma in there, but Rob Lowe. Uh, Which I entirely watched because I saw the opening credits and they said Blue Mankuma. Man, you know it's Canadian movie Blue Mankuma makes the opening credits. Yes. Or uh, a live-action Gundam movie. Oh, Man, right. I need to watch 2012 again. It's been too long. <laughs> I don't know if Blue Mankin was making the opening credits of that one. No, no. They're too busy no. with, like, I don't know, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, although He's this so one, great in that. Although Atomic Train does at least also have uh, What's-Her-Name from Sex and the City and uh, Edward Herman from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Edward Herman's Monsters? What? Uh... 
you've seen him in a zillion things. He's always he played. Uh, he narrated like every Ken Burns documentary up to the point that he died. I have never seen Ken Burns anything. Madness. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. You've seen him in something. Yeah. I, oh, I uh, he's the... I can't uh, remember what. Oh, um, he's the guy who turns out to be the head vampire in The Lost Boys. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man, I haven't seen that in forever. Fun movie. Hmm. So that's the real problem with this town. All the goddamn vampires. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this uh, this train... And wait, wait, what makes you think I would see Ken Burns anyway? Do I like baseball? No. He makes lots of documentaries. Maybe you like the Civil War. Yeah. Civil Again? War? No. The jazz? I, I am not some guy's dad. Jazz? Maybe. It's my dad. FDR? FD? No, not really. The Dust Bowl? He's done a lot of documentaries. <laughs> about shit I don't care about. <laughs> he does some uh, really good bits on Stephen Colbert sometimes. Also that. Oh, Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the, uh, train is doomed. Uh, the kids now know about this because Huxley Prescott is, of course, on the scene reporting on his own impending death. <laughs> I dare me to ride the Horror Express! No, he points out that this is not a stunt on I dare me. Yes. I know, but he plugs I dare me. <laughs> he does. I love that. It. I dare me Everything. to not die hideously. <laughs> hmm. Also, uh, the mayor's assistant says, why am I here? I don't even like trains. (laughs) Very brief moment, but it's really good. Uh, So, so obviously, luckily the bots have to spring into action. The Griffin Rock is, of course, lousy with tunnels. And if they can bust, if they can get this train through the rock wall, they can... uh, they can then send it into another tunnel, which gives them a lot more time. Yes. But, which, uh, again, if this was a maglev train, they would not have this problem. No. The maglev train relies on the track itself to provide the counter polarity to keep it floating. Yeah, you just turn the magnets off and you're fine. Yeah. I mean, you have to deal with everybody coming to a sudden stop, but... It's fine. I mean, you know, a few cases of whiplash is better than having to scrape everybody off uh, a bunch of rocks. Yes. Hmm. So she's never phased anything this big before. So, you know. That's what what she said. So we're also out of luck if aliens fire a giant bullet at the Earth. Yeah. Man, that sure was a thing that happened. She was in that bullet for longer than you'd think. She was. No, I definitely... I was reading she at was that like, point, and it was, was like a while. A year or two? It was a couple of years. I mean, it was exacerbated by the fact that that Astonishing X-Men was crazy late. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, that that that's kind of when, when things started, like, a storyline would finish in the main story, but wherever it was actually taking place it would go on for months. Oh, productive. Production delays started getting really weird around yeah. Anyway, so they're going to send the bots to break through this rock wall, and then we'll try and think of something afterwards. So they do indeed break through, but uh, unfortunately, now it's just going to have... They've just got more time 
until there are fiery deaths elsewhere. I do like that it blows past these people who are waiting for it to celebrate, <laughs> oh, yeah. including a bunch of like robotic instruments in a band. Yes, there's a little robot yes. band. Like there's a keyboard, there's an accordion or something. They have a whole little celebration ready. They definitely made me think of like bot bots. <laughs> yes. yes. Got a whole little celebration like ready, and they just go right past it. So now they've got to they've got to chase this down. The bots hop on board, but uh, thanks to uh, Kate and Danny slowing it down with a lever. Meanwhile, uh, Doc Green is just pulling all sorts of stuff out of this so he can get to the boosters. I was going to say something about the boosters maybe should have been designed to be more accessible, but I assume that they are probably actually very accessible from. Outside the train. Yes, when it is not moving. Yes. Perhaps needing to access the boosters from inside the train while it's in motion was not something he had taken into account, because why would you need to do that? Perhaps don't put yourself in a position where you need to do that. Yes. So, unfortunately, it is this train is so well built that they cannot get in. Which, it all seems crazy that there isn't, there isn't some sort of emergency hatch. Yeah. Nope. Well, there kind of is. It's just that then there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the way. So he's pulling out other pieces yes. as they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, it's okay, so pieces. it was built by the people that made the end gauge? <laughs> yes. You have to take out you the battery to, to swap the game cart? <laughs> yeah, you, you have to turn it sideways to get the boosters out. <laughs> was that the one where you had to side talk or something? Yeah. And and it yeah, you you talk on it like a taco or something. <laughs> oh, I say oh. as though tacos are things you talk on regularly, but Yeah, I just regularly talk it into my taco. That's why they call them tacos. <laughs> it it was very taco shaped though, and yeah, you had to talk into the side of it and and yes, as David said, you had to take the battery out to switch game cartridges. It's and this was weird, long idea. before the the dominance of downloadable games. So you had to have the cartridge. <laughs> yep. I was, I mean, I, I am still a, a handheld gaming person, but I was obnoxiously into handheld gaming at the time. And I thought the N-Gage was just like the worst possible idea. <laughs> Because that was when the PSP was a thing, so everyone was trying to get into portable gaming again. And the PSP Uh, barely ever went anywhere. Yeah. Nope. Need Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Mm. Advance overall. Best system. Best system ever. I like the DS. DS was okay. So, So we can't get out of here. We're now steering this thing manually. But Frankie has an idea. She's going to phase in and then phase everybody out into the rescue bots so they can then escape. Yes, and the rescue bots have come along with them. They managed to hop onto the top of the train. uh, And uh, Blades is having a lot of trouble maneuvering in the tunnel. Uh, and and at one point, as the train is making its its train sound, he says, "And I used to like that sound, <laughs> you know, several hours ago. He liked that sound." So so they all get off moments before this train it explodes violently as it slams into this back wall. Yeah, like maybe that's a, a seismic like building concern 
for the buildings above all this. Mm. Well, it, it's... Wait, oh yeah, it is on the island. I, it's, uh, Maybe it's under some, I don't know, point. like random EMP generator junkyard mm. spate. There's probably an angry bear over top of it, is what I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking. It's the angry bear part of the island. <laughs> Why do they have so many angry bears on Griffin Rock? <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the mayor's giving a speech where he, you know, he wants to. He's he's a little curious about how the rescue bots can apparently work without operators now. Hmm. And that of course just, just say learning computers, guys. That covers everything. A, a learning computer. And uh, Huxley Prescott wants to know all about this uh, this mysterious superhero and her mysterious technology. <sighs> and, you know, Doc Green Custling's up, you know, it's, it's for, like, an underground drilling project. It's uh, top secret. Don't tell anybody. And uh, cut to, of course, Madeline Pinch. Also, okay, first, I, I wanted to mention that as uh, Frankie is evacuating everyone from the train, uh, they we see their hover snack carts. Oh, yes. Some uh, dedication to a theme there, because uh, they jump up on one to get up into the ceiling, uh, and and yes, yeah, so so Doc Green is like, oh yes, we developed this phasing technology for a, a private uh, drilling pro, uh, project. Says, I, I wrote down what he says. He says, but I have no reason to believe they're not generous and trustworthy. And then we pull out to. Uh, cut, cut, <laughs> cut to, cut to greedy, sinister Madeline Pinch. Watching him say this on a screen. <laughs> In her ominous black car. Yes. So that's some, uh, that's some, some pretty heavy duty, uh, <laughs> sinister foreshadowing there. And it's sinister foreshadowing because next week is the, is the start of the two part finale. Oh, we're jumping oh. right into it. I love Doc Green and how he has no reason to believe that they're not generous and trustworthy. <laughs> and he'll just say that. After repeated <laughs> evidence to the contrary. Such a good guy. Listen, the man the man is trustworthy, or, you know, the man is trusting of human goodness and that all of his uh, inventions will not be uh, terribly dangerous. Yes. It's forever optimistic in human and also technological nature. Yes. All right. So this was this was a you know this is a fun one. I uh, you know I I like that we got a bunch of the the townspeople in this one who uh, who I always enjoy. Yeah, we got a nice little bunch of everybody. I I like Huxley Prescott referencing his own <laughs> his own I Dare Me show. Hmm. I like Blades' brief love affair with the sound that trains make. <laughs> I like their hover snack cards. <laughs> their, their absolute dedication to a theme there. Uh, so yeah, it's a fun episode. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I, I kind of would have liked the, the hero of the day to be more... Well, in the first scene, she looks like the wraith on a bike. Oh, oh no. Yes. So I, I would have liked a little bit more ominousness before the obvious reveal. How about some Stan Bush? Would you like some Stan Bush? Yeah. Probably not going to steal anybody's eyeballs, though. 
Oh, no, no, probably not. Uh. All right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger! True love at full speed! Which, like, speed really doesn't have much to do with the episode. It's more about fire and a potbelly stove. Anyway, um... Full speed! The Peacock Buddha Lady Kujaku comes back, so it's another Green Ranger episode. <laughs> and it, it starts out with, like, the Peacock Buddha is, is like, standing on a rooftop monologuing about the want to fight the bad guy, Lady Gara, about in the past, and it's like, I need to be stronger to defeat her. Then we cut to Green Ranger in civilian clothes, standing on a different rooftop, Wondering where Kujaku is now. Where's that peacock Buddha lady that I like? Cut to Gara standing on top of a mountain. Also monologuing to herself. It's escalating. Yes. It's a, it look, like, two was like, okay, yeah, that's usual shit. But they cut to a third character monologuing to themselves <laughs> about the other characters. Comedy. I really like beer. <laughs> uh, the monster of the week is Hooded Heat Haze, or Haze, or, or no, I guess it is Haze, because he's about fire. Sort of this, like, not re- really called samurai, but some of like oldie timey Chinese warrior outfit thing. He's wearing a mask, riding a horse early in the episode, wandering around, ruining people's summer vacations. And things because he spews fire out of their mouth and that's what I like to do. Burns up small creeks, and in his belly he has like a pot belly stove. Like okay. so, he's a, a dude made around a pot belly stove. Sure, that seems well, just, reasonable. It is kind of a neat design. Uh, what is it? Uh, then of course. He's doing that. The rangers find him. Kujaku shows up to cause interference because, like, I only I can kill Gara. Shit, is this Naruto? What the fuck's going on? Is there a fox? I like and foxes. Then Green has to stop the Blue Ranger from attacking Kujaku. Is like, no, no, no. We, she's good. She stopped us from killing the bad guys. Yes, but I'm in love with her. Question mark. He does sort of confess when they're back in their their ranger lair that he likes her. It's like, that's sort of the episode. Uh, then, of course, a lot of jumping around. Then there's another fight where the Green Ranger and Kujaku get sucked inside the Monster of the Week in his belly, which is a cave on fire. The and then belly? The- in the pot belly, yes, but but the inside doesn't look like a pot belly because we have a generic cave set on hand, not a pot belly stove made of cast iron set. Oh. I so feel like this is a raid boss mechanic, and wow, <laughs> somebody gets pulled into the pot belly, and then you have to fight some fire well, elemental. It's, it's also a Final Fantasy thing, a Final Fantasy thing with the sandworm. Oh no. Yes, which has happened, I think, two or three Final Fantasy games. It's like, it it doesn't always happen, but sometimes there's like a dungeon in there or another Mm -hmm. boss battle or something. Uh, Anyway, 
uh, Kujaku's complaining that, oh no, I, I've been weaker lately because of Earth's polluted atmosphere. Same. That it wasn't like this thousands of years ago. Relatable. If only it wasn't for global warming, I would be better, at, which is... Okay, nice message that Earth... It'd be nicer if Earth was less polluted right now, but... You're inside the belly of a fire monster. <laughs> there are other issues on the hand. I suppose. So the rest of the episode, Green Ranger is slowly punching his way out of the cave pot belly. While the other rangers are like, find out, oh no, we can't kill the monster because then that would kill the people inside his belly. When, you know, every other time that a monster swallows the rangers, the solution is to kill the monster to get the rangers out. Whatever. Like, shit's made up. Being in trouble is is a fake concept. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so Gara Gara decides to kill her own monster to kill the ranger and her old rival Kujaku inside them. But the green ranger, thanks to the praying of Kujaku, has punched enough of a hole in his belly that they get out when he dies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, then he just grows big, and then the robots kill or the rangers summon the robot and kill. It's the last ten minutes of the show. It's time to have a robot. And oh, the monster gets huge. But in the process of killing it, like the Green Ranger has like illusion magic that he doesn't use often enough because they all have overpowered magic. Like was a yellow eyed gravity control or something. Oh, wow. Anyway. While they're in the giant robot, the, the Green Ranger summons a magical illusion of the Phantom Yamanote line train, <laughs> which runs through the monster, and then they sword slash him and he dies. Yay, more trains. Yeah, but yes, more trains. It was like, this has happened a couple times before, this coincidence of Thing and Ranger episode ties into Thing and Rescue Bots episode. That's convenient. And this time, train. Trains. Yes. So that was, I mean, it's nice to see Kujako again, that they're continuing a plot of a not sixth ranger, because they have a sixth ranger, but he's a recurring hero, mm-hmm. who shows up, um, I don't know, not quite as much as the Green Ranger did in uh, the uh, original Power Rangers Z-Ranger, but it's neat that she keeps coming back, but now she's been degraded to, she's getting weaker, and Green Ranger likes her, so she's just a love interest. Oh, no. That sucks. Womp womp. Hopefully she gets to do more shit going forward, but I'm afraid she's just going to be a weak girlfriend and Green Ranger has to kill Gara or something. Nope, time to be love interest. <laughs> yeah. It was an okay episode, but skippable. Okay, so that is it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week with... Possibly more rescue bots or possibly more Dinazenon. I'm not sure how we schedule it. Dinazenon comes out the beginning of the month, so that was last week. Okay, so this will be, then we will begin the, uh, yes, we'll begin the two part finale. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash underground. Uh, for November, we were just discussing 
Uh, we we always keep threatening to do David Lynch's Dune, but I feel like that's going to turn out to be like one of those Transformers <laughs> the movie episodes where it's like three hours and we have to cut it in two. So we may just do Black Widow. Uh, if we're feeling courageous and go to a theater, we may do Eternals. Uh, you'll find but out later <laughs> later this month when we do it. But I would have to want to see Eternals. I mean, it's an MCU movie, so I want to yes, go but, see it. Like, it, it, like I've, I've kind of been broken of the habit of having to go see all of them, which is good in a way. Because I wasn't going to go see Black Widow in a theater when it came out. And then, then I missed Shang-Chi, and it's like, I can wait. I can wait now. So we'll see. We'll and see. I was excited to see Shang-Chi. Me, I just love going to the movies. I would like to go to the movies more if my local theater wasn't like, didn't look like a dollar theater, but charge you $12 (laughs) for midday Wednesday tickets. I mean, yeah, but my expensive theater is pretty decent or was last time I was there a century ago or whenever the hell. (laughs) Oh, no, I did see Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. No, I didn't see that there. I went to the dinky little theater, which, again, should be a dollar theater. It it is kind of cheap, but it's not that cheap. So we we have many exciting options, and we will pick one at some point. Yes. Hmm. So we'll be back next week, and we will fill your eyes with double villainy. So much villainy. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and all this purring is Benjen. Are, are more episodes going to be named after foreigner songs? I'm David. Oh, don't get me started on foreigner. Yeah.